Sterling. You're listening to The Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. Exercise your imagination. Today, Glenn Hall Taylor's dramatic account of a shocking murder. Death of a genius. Starring Joe Cavanaugh. In a mutual broadcasting system presentation of... The Zero Hour. Brought to you by the Ford Motor Company and Lazy Boy Recliners. This is the Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. <laughs> Poor old Rover. He gets worried every time we go off on an outing without him. But I just can't get my family and Rover into my pickup. So why don't you get a Ford Supercab pickup and take him along? Supercab? Sure. My better half and the three kids and the family dog all fit in very neatly. You mean my wife, teenage son, overgrown collie, and camping gear could all fit into a Supercab? Yep. Because Ford's new Supercab is the only two-door pickup roomy enough for a full back seat. Holds a family of six. I didn't know that. Bet you didn't know you can get Supercab with either a rear bench seat or a facing jump seat option. Or you can order it without rear seats and get 44 cubic feet of storage space. Terrific. Room for all my camping gear. And for Rover. Whatever type of pickup you have in mind, Ford has great news and great values for you. It's truck clearance time at your Ford dealers now. Prices may never be this low again. Check the complete choice of Ford trucks and check their prices too. Go get yourself a good buy today at your local Ford dealers. Since the early 1860s, the Treasury Department's Secret Service has been engaged in suppressing the counterfeiting of United States coins and currency, dealing as they do with ruthless criminals. The Treasury men face many dangers, but one Secret Service agent, Barry Stanford, is suddenly confronted with a case of murder. As our story begins, he is completely unaware that in a sleazy downtown pool hall and saloon, two men are making plans. Plans which must inevitably invite his professional interference. Listen. My dear fellow, there's no reason for you to adopt this belligerent attitude. Now look, mister, for the last time, no drinks on the cup. I told you I would pay. How? That suit you're wearing is so old, the pockets couldn't hold money, even if you had some, which you haven't. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yes, what is it? Well, I, uh, I'm glad to buy this old guy a drink. Here, take it out of this. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, my deepest thanks to you, sir. You're quite welcome. To your health, sir. Thank you. Thank you again, young man. You don't remember me, do you? Now, let me recall. Uh, you, I know you. You're William Sweet, huh? <laughs> I'm flattered you know my name, sir. I was around when you'd done a job for Big Tony. Oh, to be sure, of course. Your, your name is... Bradley. Owen Bradley. Of course, Owen. It's a pleasure to see you again, my boy. To your health. Uh, you still work for Big Tony? Uh, no, I'm a freelance. I seen some of them $20 bills you made for Big Tony. Hey, they were swell. Well, I've been intending to get into operation again. I've been looking for a man who could work with me. Doing what? Outside work, you know, passing the bills. Say, you might be just the fellow. Well, that's real nice of you to say that. I mean it. 
Do you think you might be interested? Sure. Splendid. Uh, Barky. Yes, what is it? Another round of drinks there, please. Now, who's paying? I am. Bless you, my boy. Oh, this is going to be a delightful partnership. And I thought we'd better just check it out. Yeah, I'm calling on the phone of my car. I was driving along 2nd Avenue when I spotted this guy on the sidewalk. I thought Sweets was still in the pen, but this guy is a dead ringer for him. We sent Sweets up five years ago and he got a long sentence. Wait, hold on a second. He's going to an art supply store. I'll pull up and maybe get a better look at him when he comes out. Now, as I said, Sweets got a long sentence. I'll find out if he's wanted. Maybe he's on parole, in which case we've got nothing to pick him up on so far. Right. Okay, get back to me. Thanks. Excuse me, miss. The clerk near the front of the store told me you waited on that man who just left. Yes, sir. Well, I'm Agent Stanford, Secret Service. Here's my ID. I'd like to ask you a couple of questions, if you don't mind. My Secret Service? Oh, no, I don't mind. I'd like to know about some of the things he purchased. Well, he bought a boring. That's a cotton tool for engraving metal. Uh -huh. Some very fine pens and some special carbon paper used for transferring lines to metal. Any dyes or inks? Well, he bought a tube of green ink. Let's see, some very fine brushes. Oh, yeah, he did buy some dyes, but I don't remember just what colors. He bought several. That's about all I remember. Well, thank you. That's all I need to know for now. Not too many calls for the kind of stuff he bought. Must be a real professional oh, artist. He is, miss. He is. He most certainly is. Huh. Is that you, Owen? Yeah, Peggy. Come in here, will you? What do you want, honey? I want to talk to you about that Mr. Sweets. Yeah, what about Sweets? Look, you don't know because she ain't around this house all day. He's driving me crazy. For a week now, he's had me waiting on him, hand and foot, every five minutes, seems like. What for? What for? First, he's got to have a smock. He says no artist ever works without a smock. Then he's got to have that darn radio going half the time. Claims he needs his mood music. The guy's a genius, honey. To me, he's just a bum. Where is he now? Where else? Locked up in the bedroom. I'm not even allowed in there after I get his bed made. Oh, and another thing. My back feels like a pretzel from sleeping on that living room sofa. <laughs> What's he working on? A plate for a $20 bill. Hey, I thought he was going to do a 10 spot. Oh, your genius changed his mind. Said Andrew Jackson's face has more character than George Washington's. Ah, Mrs. Bradley, I, uh... Oh, you're both here. Ah, that's excellent, because I have a small request to make of you. Yeah, yeah, well, how's it coming? Not as well as it should. No north light. North light? Oh, brother. An artist must have a north light to work in. You'd better look for another apartment. Now, just a minute. There's a couple of things we got to get straightened now, out. Now, look, honey. Shut up. Please, no bickering. Look, you've been here a week now, right? Approximately. And in that time, we fed you, bought you some decent clothes, and the supplies you said you needed. And I'm sick of it. Mm. I didn't like the deal in the first place, and I still don't. But I'm willing to put up with your... your artsy, crafty temperament if it'll pay off for Owen and me. Oh, it'll pay off. When? When I've completed my work. After all, I'm a perfectionist and an artist and oh, I... Oh, save the corn. Quit stalling and tell us how long it'll be before that plate is finished. I should have it completed, I would say, in a day or so. Then button up your lip and your smock and get to work before money goes out of start. <laughs> Yes, 
Before you invest in a color TV, listen to what these experts say about solid state versus tube type sets. Terry Evans, TV chief engineer, San Diego. Color quality on a 100% solid state set will remain stable for much longer than it would on a tube set. John Silva, KTLA TV. I would buy a solid state television set over a tube set anytime. In a nationwide survey, 95% of the TV chief engineers polled said they'd prefer to buy solid state for their next color TV. And it's no accident that more than twice as many of these experts own RCA as any other color TV. Lynn Rogers, WXIA-TV. If I was going to recommend a TV to a friend, I would recommend the RCA XL100. For color, for reliability, consider the new RCAs. Every one is an RCA XL100. 100% solid state. Don't settle for less. I'd like you to ask yourself a personal question. What do you feel when you meet a handicapped person? Pity? Admiration? Fear? Are you from the school that teaches a stiff upper lip? Try harder? Fight? Don't let anything stand in your way. Do it. Do what? Learn a skill? Go to school? Develop confidence? Self-respect? Then get turned down by a landlord who doesn't believe you'll pay the rent? By an employer who never hired the handicapped before and who isn't going to risk it now? If we don't believe in the handicapped, then how are they going to believe in themselves? Unless we recognize that they're human beings with feelings, with skills, with a sense of responsibility, then we're adding a handicap that they can't overcome. Let's stop handicapping the handicapped. This public service message brought to you on behalf of the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare and the Advertising Council. Service agent Stanford speaking. Oh, hello, Andy. I was just about to call you. No, no luck yet. Now, Sweet hasn't been seen by anyone we've questioned since the day I talked with the girl in the art supply store. What? Well, of course it's urgent. We find him, even if we only question him. And he sure raised a few questions with those supplies he bought, the way he's apparently gone underground. I don't suppose any phonies have showed up yet, have they? No, I didn't think so. Okay, I'll let you know. You know, Owen, I think Sweets is milking us. This may not be the Waldorf, but he ain't lived this high on a hog since he was sent up five years ago. He's running us. I'm going into that bedroom. But he's working, Peggy. And you're the one who told him to keep working and finish up fast. Look, I ain't been in there since yesterday. Even to make the bed. And I'm not going to spend another night on that sofa. Well, I bring glad tidings. My task is completed. I don't believe it. I invite you to behold this masterpiece. Hey, is that one of the new bills? Let me see it. Don't touch it, please. The ink isn't dry. However, you may look at it. Now, you see? Oh, not bad. Yeah, not bad. My dear girl, it's perfection. Just gaze at Andrew Jackson's noble countenance. Huh? Observe that lofty brow, the sweep of the hair. Here's a genuine $20 note. 
Compare them. Oh. Hey, yours is even better. Naturally. Now compare the other side. Mm. Oh, it looks good, all right. <laughs> if anyone had ever told me I'd surpassed myself, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it. Mr. Sweets, I'm proud of you. And I, in turn, am most grateful to you for all you've done for me. I intend to repay you handsomely. What do you mean? No, I mean for the money you advanced, the help you gave me. Uh, uh, maybe I slipped a cog, but you and Owen are partners, ain't you? I'm afraid there's some misunderstanding. We had no partnership agreement. Are you serious? Well, of course. Where did you get the idea we were partners? What do you mean? That night in the saloon, you invited me to join you as a partner. Oh, good heavens. I was drinking that night, wasn't I? Yeah, but... Oh, you must never believe anything I say when I'm inebriated. Oh, you told me yourself the first day you came here that you and Owen were partners. That's the only reason I put up with you in your lousy disposition. <laughs> and if you think you're going to slip out of the deal... I told you that I'd repay you for your help. And now if you don't mind, I'm leaving. Hey, you ain't going no place. We're going to settle on a 50-50 partner. Over my dead body. Mr. Sweets... I think you just made yourself a deal. About an hour ago on Western Parkway, the body had been dumped from a car. Well, if the body with a hole in its head is William Sweet, that complicates things. Well, where's the body now? Okay, I'll meet you at the morgue in 10 or 15 minutes. It's right down at the end there, Mr. Stanford. Thanks. I'll take you to it. Of course you understand we don't have anything positive on this one. I understand. But the man was murdered, whoever he is, and we must investigate. Here we are, sir. Yeah, that's old man Sweets, all right. He's been dead about 12 hours. Mm. Oh, where's your phone? Just outside the door, sir. Thanks. Stanford. The body was definitely that of William Sweets. Yeah. Yeah, the bullet's over at Ballistics now. No, no, there was nothing on the body. No identification, no nothing. Now, you may be wrong about that. Well, the phony bills may still show up. Maybe he turned out a batch and got killed after he completed his job. Well, you bet I'll stay on it. Meanwhile, you tell everybody to keep a sharp eye on paper money. Okay, will do. How about this one, Peggy? Take a look at it. Hey, did you print that one? Yeah. Pretty good. I wouldn't have known it was a phony unless you told me. Well, I'm getting the knack of it. From now on, every bill I print will be usable. Uh, hey, I wonder if they found the old guy yet. Who cares? To me, he's still a bum. Listen, we got to figure out a plan for passing these things. Oh, Sweets filled me in on that operation. Oh? Well, how do we do it? He said, you got to keep them scattered. Don't uh. repeat your operation in any one neighborhood. You said to pick up a place where there's a lot of business, somewhere where people make change real quick, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like a movie theater. Hey, that may be a bad idea. The cashier in the box office is always busy, and theaters are scattered all over town. Oh, that, that sounds practical. And here's another, hot off the press. Came out good, huh? Oh, Look. yeah. Hey, <laughs> you're getting good at it. <laughs> yeah. I'll knock off another couple of hundred of these, and we'll start Operation Paper Hanging. <laughs> Hi, this is Jim Backus with a special announcement about an exciting Lazy Boy chair sale taking place at your Lazy Boy dealers now. Lazy Boy reclining chairs of your choice are available at unheard of savings for a limited time only. Treat yourself and your family to a lifetime of comfort and beauty. 
Once you do, you'll wonder how you ever relax without one. Get America's comfort favorite, a Lazy Boy chair now. See your Lazy Boy dealer today. Hey, run in there. He'll be glad to see you. Yes, he will. Hi, I'm Jim Backus with news about an exciting sale taking place at your Lazy Boy dealers today. You may now put a famous Lazy Boy reclining chair into your living room at unbelievable savings. The ultimate in beauty and comfort can be yours in the style of your choice to match your favorite decor. Don't just sit, relax, and recline sumptuously in a Lazy Boy. Your choice of quality colors and fabrics. See your Lazy Boy dealer today. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> Hurry up. He's waiting. Yes, he is. Fall in love with a bottle of ketchup. Real love is eating cornflakes. The taste of love is ginger ale. Well, do you think that ginger ale tastes like love? No. Ginger ale doesn't taste like love. Well, what about ketchup? Uh-uh. I know what. I'll bet cornflakes taste like love, huh? Not cornflakes either. By the way, what is love? Love is love and kiss. Oh, and do you know anything that tastes like love? Uh-huh. People could taste like love. People could? I know people that taste like love. You do? Who? My my mommy, my daddy, my sister, and my brother, and my grandpa. We use things. Love is for people. And my kitty. From the Franciscans, with love. Incidentally, I've requested a policewoman to work with me. Yeah, the local boys are interested in the homicide aspect of this case and are going all out to cooperate. Yeah, yeah, she's on her way over here now. You bet. Thanks, I'll see you. Special Agent Stanford? Yes, you must be Officer Damietta. Yes, sir. Alice Damietta. Oh, please be seated in that chair by my desk. I'll brief you on the operation. Thank you. You know about the homicide? Yes, that counterfeiting suspect, Sweets, was found shot through the head. Apparently been dumped out of a car. Right, and we've been theorizing he might have been killed after completing a counterfeiting job for someone. Now it looks as though that's exactly what did happen. New development? Yeah. yeah. During the past few days, Treasury's been getting a steady flow of fake 20s, about 10 a day. I've got some here in the drawer. Yeah, this is one. And here's a genuine bill to compare it with. Study them both carefully because you're going to have to make snap judgments as to whether these bills you're handed are good or bad. Hmm, Amazing. Uh, what are these numbers written along the margin? On each bill we've picked up, we've made a notation of the date it was reported. And you're certain this is the work of the dead man? Ninety-nine percent certain. Our experts say it almost has to be. How can they tell? Our people are able to recognize the work of a Swedes or others in the Reichert the same way an art museum curator can recognize the work of a, well, a Van Dyke or a Picasso. Fortunately for me, having to qualify as an expert overnight, I have to recognize only Sweet's work, right? Right. Okay, Mr. Stanford. What's my assignment? Well, first of all, you work playing clothes. I'm afraid that natty uniform would be a little flamboyant for a movie theater cashier. By the way, I uh, hope you're not too slow at making change. Oh, fortunately, I got some practice. Two Christmas rushes in a row when I was in high school. I manned the cash register in our neighborhood Woolworth store. Good. There'll be a microphone concealed in the box office, so you can contact me at any time. I'll be standing in the lobby as though waiting for someone. And I'll be listening with a hearing aid. Detective Benson from your headquarters, dressed in a tuxedo, will be taking tickets at the door. The moment anyone passes you a fake 20 and heads for the lobby, you let me know. Right. 
Do you think you can have the details of that fake 20 memorized in time to report for work early tonight at the Four Star Theater on Broadway? I'm sure I can. Well, then, Officer Damietta, you and I have a date at the movies. How many, please? Uh, two. Thank you. Thank you. The three, please. Thank you. And here's change for a 20. Two, please. Thank you, sir. Two, please. Thank you. Uh, that's a 20, miss. Uh, I, I know, sir. I have to separate these bills. There you are. One makes five, five is ten, and ten makes twenty. Good. Okay, Peg, let's go in. This is it, Mr. Stanford. The man's in a tan sport coat and plaid slacks. Four in five movies a day. Yeah. But I'm getting awful tired of popcorn. Oh, this ought to be a good one tonight. Ooh, that Robert Redford. Tickets, please. How about our stubs? Why the delay? Agent Stanford, Secret Service. Step over here in the lobby, what? please. And no tricks. The gentleman with your tickets is Detective Benson. He has a gun and so far. I don't understand. Hey, what's the meaning of this? Who are you? Why are you frisking us? This, for one thing, your gun. Concealed weapon will be one charge. Homicide may be another. The third is Agent Stanford's department. Hey, what charge is that? We ain't done nothing. You just tried to pass a counterfeit $20 bill. I don't know nothing about a phony 20. I got, I got that bill at the bank only this morning. You better keep quiet until you've been informed of your rights, Mr... Well, I may not know your names yet, but we know the name of the man from whom you obtained that 20. Your friend Sweets might just as well have signed his name to it. I see you got them. Yes, Officer Damietta, that 20 you recognize... Officer! Well, I'll be... Some dames will do anything for our buck. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your local Ford dealer's Late Late Show and our feature presentation entitled, It's Clearance Time. An all-star cast has been assembled for this year's show. You'll see Ford LTD in its lead role as the well-built, strong, quiet type. The dashing style of Ford Torino, cast as the solid midsize. And though the parts are small, the performances are beautifully economical by the compact Maverick and back-to-basics Pinto. To the sporty Mustang too, critics at Motor Trend gave Car of the Year rave reviews. And in a special guest appearance, the magnificent Thunderbird gives an elegant show, performing at a surprisingly reasonable end-of-season price. There'll be continuous award-winning performances from the entire Ford lineup all through the summer of 74. So don't miss the action. See your local Ford dealer's late, late clearance show today. Remember, the price of admission may never be this low again. again on our next presentation of The Zero Hour. Death of a Genius is an original radio drama adopted by Glenn Hall Taylor. Joe Campanella was heard as Barry Sanford. Featured in the cast were Johnny Hamer, Julie Bennett, Dawes Butler, Peggy Walton, and Peter Leeds. Zero Hour, created by J.M. Colos, directed by Don Hills, is produced in Hollywood for the mutual broadcasting system by Radio Productions Incorporated. Music composed and conducted by Stanley D. Hoffman, Rochelle Sherman Associate Producer. This has been the presentation of the mutual broadcasting system.